Father, we approach your word with meekness in our heart. Let your word revolutionize our lives. Break every chain. Destroy every yoke by the power of your word. This morning, in the name of Jesus, amen. You may please be seated. God bless you. Let me warmly welcome your neighbor to your left and to your right to the presence of God this morning. Hallelujah. I've been speaking on the power of the prophetic blessing right from the beginning of this month. And today, I'll wrap it up by the grace of God. So, in the coming month, July, we will be dealing with Another subject, as the Lord leads us, is going to be our month of worship His majesty. We'll be looking at hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs. And it has started already. Now, this is the Holy Spirit at work. You guys were supposed to take this song last Sunday, right? But then I didn't give you the two Sundays ago, but there was no chance and etc., etc. It was actually meant for today. It has helped to change the atmosphere. And we are going in that strength this morning. The prophetic blessing. We've spoken so much about the facts about it. How it is released. And how it is supposed to be received. And so on and so forth. And last week, I began to speak on the keys to releasing the prophetic blessing. To make it work for you. Keys to releasing it into your life and situation. So that it can begin to work for you. I'm not interested in head knowledge. Acquiring information. The Bible is full of information. But it is also a book of revelation. Information is the story on the surface. Revelation is the story behind the story. Just like you can read through Genesis. And read how Jacob blessed his sons. And just read it and gloss over it. But by the help of the Holy Spirit. Right from the beginning of this month. We've been seeing... The revelation behind these things. As we saw into the life of Reuben, the firstborn of Jacob, we've moved on to Simeon and Levi, second and third born, to Judah, the fourth born, and then to Joseph, the eleventh child. We didn't have time to look at the other brothers in between, which you can study on your own. This morning, I want to add one more key to the two keys that I gave last week. Second service, I figured I was only able to give you one key. And the Holy Ghost took us in another dimension for us to pray. And so this morning, I will endeavor to finish up. I'll go over the keys again, the first one, then tell you the second one and tell you the third one. And then we will get into practical session. And then that will be the end of my ministration for today. Go with me to Genesis 48 and verse 12. Keys to releasing the blessing. And I'll take Genesis 48 and verse 12. Very quickly, trusting God that I won't speak for more than 30 minutes. Can somebody believe God with me? So please set your timer to 30 minutes so that I, uh, that can be a guide for me. That can help me. I can speak for two hours without knowing it. And I enjoy it. I enjoy my job. When you love what you do, they wake you up in the midnight, you're ready. And it's not me, it's just the grace of God at work. Genesis 48 and, uh, 38 and verse 12. Or is it 48 now? Sorry, 48. I'm in 38 in my Bible. 48 and verse 12. The Bible says, And Joseph brought them out from between his knees. That's talking about his sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. And he bowed himself with his face to the earth. You need to understand the personality of the man that was bowing down. Before his father. This man Joseph at this time was world number one citizen. He was the number one global citizen. When there was no food anymore in any country in the world. They went to Egypt to buy food. And Joseph was the one in charge. He was the one in charge of the economy of the world. He was the one also in charge of the political power of Egypt at the time. Pharaoh said, Joseph. By your word shall my people be ruled. 
And he confirmed it when he said to his brothers, go and tell my father, God has made me a father to Pharaoh. So he was number one man in the world. However, when he came to see his father and brought his sons for blessing, the Bible says he bowed his face to the earth as a sign of honor to his father and as a sign of humility. The first key that the Holy Ghost gave me for us to allow the prophetic blessing that has been spoken time and time over and over again over our lives because it just won't work automatically. It will work because you work it. It will work because you position yourself to make it work. The Holy Ghost said to me, the number one key right there is honor. Somebody say honor. Now, Joseph honored his father. What does God expect of us in order for us to walk in this prophetic blessing? God expects us to honor him, number one. Some of us don't even have biological parents anymore. Dad and mom are in heaven. Or dad is in heaven or mom is in heaven. And some of you still have them around. And may they live long in the name of Jesus. The first key is honor. And this honor is divided into about three, four areas. I just mentioned them very briefly. The number one area of honor is to honor God. Jesus said, when you pray, say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Honored be your name. The word hallowed is the word honored. We understand from Bible scholars that the people, the people that wrote, the scribes that wrote the Bible, every time they got to the name of God, they dropped their pen. If they got to the name of the Lord, L, capital L, little capital O-R-D, which is also called Yahweh or Jehovah, they will drop their pen, they will go to the bathroom, they, get, they take a shower. You must be clean before you even write the name of the Lord. They will come back to the script, take a new pen, write the name of the Lord, break that pen, and then take the old one and continue whatever they were writing before. When they go to the name of the Lord again, they will stop, go to the bathroom, have a shower. <laughs> you can imagine if the name of the Lord appears in 16 places in one chapter. The people that wrote it had their bath 16 times. To let you know the, the weight. Honor is actually the weight that you attach to God. The weight that they attach to his name. No wonder Moses instructed them. He said, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You don't swear in the name of God. Today, in Nigeria and across the world, people don't fear God anymore. They lie in the name of the Lord. People dupe other people in the name of the Lord. A white woman was speaking to me. She said, we understand when somebody is a scammer. We know you're a scammer. He said, but we don't understand when somebody scams us in the name of the Lord. He said, we, we, we find that difficult to believe. We can't wrap our minds around that. People do things in the name of the Lord. Pastors scam their church members in the name of the Lord. Members scam their pastor in the name of the Lord. Members scam members in the name of the Lord. Because they don't know the weight of that name. The people that wrote the name, they took their bath. Because you must be clean to write the name. And as soon as they were done writing the name, they would break that pen and take a new one. Because whatever pen you use to write the name of the Lord, don't use to write something else. In fact, I learned that from the Jewish culture, they didn't even pronounce the name so loudly. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. God expects that you honor his name. God expects that you honor him. When Joseph had that encounter with Mrs. Potiphar, Joseph said, how will I do this wicked thing and sin against God? He had God on his mind. He could have enjoyed himself with the woman for five minutes. And once in a while, a short time, quickie, and etc. and etc. that people do. But he said, look, this is wickedness against God. My flesh may enjoy it, but it's wickedness against God. Wickedness against God. Joseph bowed before his father, leaving us an example to bow before God. In John chapter 8 and verse 43, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and to the Jews. He said, how come you don't understand what I'm saying? 
And in that same chapter, he gave us the answer. He said, because you do not honor me. You don't honor me. You see, when you don't honor the Lord, you will not hear the instructions of the Holy Spirit. When people say, Pastor, I, have, I find it difficult to hear God. You hear God, but I can't hear God. Go and check your life. Are you living in honor or in dishonor to the word of God? Let's run through that account very quickly. I showed them in the first service. I think it would be good to show you also in the second service. But I'll be very brief. 43. Jesus said, why is it that you don't understand what my speech? And because you cannot hear my word. Go to verse 45. I tell you the truth, you believe me not. Verse 47. He that is of God, heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because you are not of God. He was very blunt with the truth. People don't like it when you are blunt now. That's why it's the reason some people don't like me. Say I'm too blunt. You just say it like that. Ah, at least give us some room now. I'm like Jesus. And I'm trying to be like him every day. I don't know how to be economical with the truth. I don't know how to be diplomatic. I don't like something I tell you. I don't like this. Cut your hair. Shave your beard. Be prim and proper. Whatever you have to do. But people don't like that. I've realized that. But I'm not going to change. Glory be to God. Jesus said to them, You are not of God. Then answered the Jews. And said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil? Didn't we say that? He told them the truth. Then they dishonored him by telling him that he was a Samaritan. One, two, he had a devil. When you call a Jewish person a Samaritan, it's a disrespect. You are telling them that they are of the impure breed because the Samaritans are not pure Jews. They were mulatto. They were half-caste. They were a blend of the mixed multitude that the Jewish people married. So they were not considered pure. And so the Jewish people, the native Jewish people, never mingled with the, with the Samaritans. That was why in John chapter 4, at the pool, and Jesus asked that woman for water, the woman said, ah, how come you're asking me for water? You're a Jew. You Jews don't have anything to do with us Samaritans. And Jesus said, if you know the one that is talking to you, you will ask him to give you of his own living water, such that when you drink it, you will not be thirsty again. The woman said, ah, please give me all, give me all. He said, then go and call your husband. Ah, I have no husband. Jesus said, you have said well, you have spoken well, you have no husband. Because you have had five husbands. And the one you are now living with, staying together, doing collabo and buga, that one is not your husband. The woman said, who gave this man my profile? And they began a turnaround in a life. The Jews and the Samaritans didn't mix. These guys called Jesus a Samaritan. And then they said to him, he had a devil. When you tell someone that they have a devil, they have a demon that is warring them, are you honoring them or you are dishonoring them? I want an answer, church. So they were dishonoring Jesus. No wonder they could not hear what he was saying. We go further. Then, okay, verse 49. Jesus answered. I love Jesus because he always had an answer. And I'm trying to be like him also. So I can have an answer. To every question you ask me. When I don't know the answer, I say, Holy Spirit, give me the answer. And I tell you. Jesus answered. He answered every question. He, he had so much answer that he answered the tree. In Mark 11, he answered the fig tree and said, no man eats fruit of thee hereafter forever. There were times he was quiet, though. Those were times when the father didn't say anything. Because according to John 14, 10, he only spoke the words that the father gave him to speak. Can I have an amen to that? Jesus answered and said to them, I have not a devil. I don't have a devil. But I honor my father and you do dishonor me. He was very direct. I honor my father, but you guys dishonor me. No wonder you can't hear. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and, that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. He was telling them the truth. If you keep my words, you will never taste death. Look, that also angered them. It further aggravated their anger. Now look at this. Verse 52. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. <laughs> they insulted him the first time. They now reinforced the insult the second time. 
We can confirm now. You are truly demonic. Abraham is dead. And the prophets. And thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste death. How? Abraham that kept the saying of God is dead. Isaac is dead. Jacob is dead. Joseph is dead. How come? Did you understand what he was saying? Now look at this. Verse 53 now. They asked him, Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? Look at this young man. Who do you make of yourself? Who do you think you are? In fact, what do you think you are? I think you are suffering from a bloated and exaggerated estimation of your own importance. Pride. They were saying that to Jesus. Jesus answered. I love him. He always had an answer. Verse 54. If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. Now he called them liars. I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. Your father. Ah, Jesus, why did you say this now? Your father, Abraham, rejoiced to see my day. And he saw it and was glad. Our father Abraham rejoiced to see your day. Now look at their response. Verse 57. Then said the Jews unto him, You are not yet 50 years old. And you have seen Abraham. Then Jesus said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you. I believe my master here was just catching his cruise. I mean, do you feel him? He was dishing out the word and they were getting angry. He was dishing out the truth and they were, he was just, he was just having fun, man. Like, and every word he spoke, he was serious. So when they shouted, you are not yet 50 years old, you are an expression of member, and you see Abraham. He said to them, you know, he had said it before. Now he confirmed it. Verily, verily, Shanda Bahaya. When Jesus says verily, verily, you better take it seriously. He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. Now, English would have said, before Abraham was, I was. But Jesus is never the I was. He's the I am. Moses said to the father, when I go before your children, and they ask me who sent you, what will I say your name is? Tell them, I am that I am. Whatever I am is what I am. I don't have a past. I don't have a future. I am. I live in one continuous now. One continuum. Eternal continuum. That's why faith is now. You can't have faith tomorrow. No. Faith has to be now. Receive your healing now in the name of Jesus. Receive your lifting now in the name of Jesus. It has to be now. Hebrews 11 one says, now faith. Is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Before Abraham was. I am. Chineke. Chukumebere. They looked at him and said Kai. They didn't talk again. They were tired of talking. Because everything they said. He had an answer. Everything they said. He had an answer. You know what they did? They bent down and picked stones. They took stones. To cast at him. The Bible says, but Jesus hid himself. And went out of the temple. Going through the midst of the people that was trying to stone him. And he passed by. How? They didn't see him again. He had control over his body. Jesus walked on water. He didn't sink. Can I have an amen to that? Now, look at you guys trying to, now don't, don't stone me, but imagine you want to stone me. And the Bible says he hid himself. How can I hide here? Where? Under the canopy? Under the piano? Or under the speaker? If I try to run up, you pull me down. If I try to go down, you pull me up. There's no way to go. But the Bible says he hid himself. Don't just read your Bible and gloss over it and walk away. 
ask the Holy Ghost to interpret to you, what is this saying? How could he be in a meeting in the synagogue and he was still able to hide himself? And he going through the midst of them. They were carrying stones. Where is he? Where is he? And he was looking at them, shaking his head. Uh, he's sorry. Sorry. Uh, you want to kill me? <laughs> you can't kill Jesus. He said, no man can take my life. I lay it down myself. And if I like, I can take it off. You didn't give it to me, you can't take it from me. And we are God's children. And in the name of Jesus, nobody will succeed in taking your life. It's not that they won't make attempt. He says, surely they shall gather together. But their gathering will not prosper. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. In the name of Jesus. These blessings are the heritage of the servants of God. If you serve God, you qualify. They did not honor him. They were insulting him, insulting him, and then they planned to pick stones to stone him. When you stone your pastor, is that, is that honor? When you stone your dad or stone your mom, is that honor? That was why their spiritual ears were dull of hearing. The Lord showed me this. He said, when sometimes people can't hear God, it's because they live in dishonor. Sometimes you try to advise people, don't do this. This thing you are doing is not good. It will end in destruction. They say, no, what do you mean? I have my own, it's my life. I have my own opinion. And for such, I have prayed. And the Lord has shown me the answer. I said, you can cry all you care. Unless they themselves repent and see what I'm saying, you can't help them much. You see, Jesus kept sweating over them. You guys, why don't you understand what I'm saying? How, how come you are dull of hearing? How come my speech is dark to you? How come? It was because they were sold out to dishonor. Look, when you dishonor your pastor, you can't be blessed under his ministration. Go to another church. Go elsewhere. You can't. You despise somebody in your heart. That's why we prayed last week. You can't be blessed there. If you are part of the group who are always talking, talking about pastor. Hey, pastor, when he preached, he was talking about us. You know, we are Jesus. We are very important. Pastor is always talking. He's attacking us. He's, you can't be blessed. My pastor friend came here from the U.S., Pastor Timmy Akram. The first statement he made a few years ago is, the anointing you despise will destroy you. You don't stay there. That's why you won't catch me discussing senior pastor in a bad light. I will never do that. They are doing that around me. I move away. They can't even do it around me. Now, sometimes I wonder if they discuss your pastor around you, why are they so comfortable to discuss him around you in the bad light? human being, yeah? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? There are some conversations that will not go on around you if you are a honorable person. It will happen around you. Because he's uh, is, is, is pastor's boy. You will go and tell him now. Oh, she's pastor's girl. Look, honor God. Honor your parents. We have that in Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. It is the first commandment with the promise. So that you may live long and that it may be well with you in the land that the Lord has given you. God wants your life to be well. God wants you to live long. So you honor God. You honor like. These people dishonored Jesus so they couldn't hear him. When you dishonor spiritual authority over you, you can't hear what God is saying. You hear what he's saying. Just the empty words. Ah, powerful. But in reality, you are not hearing. Have you been in a service before? And you thought you were taking notes and you were blessed and you left. And six months later or a year or two later, you now hear something similar to that. I say, my God, I've never had this in my life before. Wow, what a revelation. Then you write it down. You make the point. Then now for you to get home and go on YouTube and go on the channel of the church and you're now scrolling through old messages two years ago, three years ago and then you stumbled on the topic. Ah, this looks like the same topic today. Okay, so let me watch this one. And then you listen and you're watching and you're watching. You say, my God. Ah, so pastor has said this before. Where was I? I was not in that service. I was not in that service. Then the camera panned on you. I'm trusting God that we have cameras that will go around. Not one. Not only one. Can I have an amen in Jesus' name? And the cameraman 
they just panned on you. And you saw yourself in that service. And in fact, you saw yourself taking notes. Ah! In fact, you are doing like this. Oh my God. You see, Chineke. So I was there. So how come I never heard it then? You know what I need to tell you? You have grown in honor. When you grow in honor, you will hear more. How does God say you should treat the people that labor over you? First Timothy 5, verses 17 and 18. He said, count them worthy of double honor. The elders that rule well, especially those who labor. Those who labor in word and doctrine. They are not your footmarks. You are to count them worthy of twice honor, double honor. Whatever you call honor, they say make it double. For your pastors, for your HOMs, for your leaders, listen to me. I'm not doing this to make myself big before you. I don't need it. I don't need it. You need it. I don't need it. I honor the ones who labor over me in word and in doctrine. And I, I mean it in every sense, not just in words. I shared with them in the first service, a particular church where I was invited to minister in 2013. In churches where these things are taught, listen to me, real good, and where these things are absorbed, and where these things are accepted, the people are never stranded. They are never. It's not because they are smarter than the rest of us in business, but there is something working for them in the realm of the spirit that brings them to the spotlight like they are the best. 2013, I got invited to Winners Chapel, Jahi, Abuja. And I traveled by road. As soon as I got to Kogi State, the protocol officers started calling me. Where are you, sir? Where are you, sir? They monitored me till I got to Abuja. When I got to Abuja, Jabi Park, as I came down from the bus, I saw this black, brand new Toyota Avensis parked in front of me. Then I saw some well-dressed, neatly dressed, good-looking young men in their suits. They stepped down, and they called me on the phone to confirm. I said, Pastor Fred? I said, yes. Oh, you're welcome, sir. We have come to receive you. I looked at myself. I looked at them. I looked at the car. I felt like running away. Because I looked like a man from the village who was just coming to town for the first time. Our uncles from the village, when they're coming to town, they bring their villagistic bags. I was handling my, not suitcase, oh, suit cover. You know when you buy suit at Queen uh, uh, Cinema? They will give you a jacket. That was what I, I was carrying. Inside that thing, I put my toothbrush, my toothpaste, my bathing soap, some of the things I would need, some singlets, and etc., etc. So the thing was now, you get what I'm saying? The thing had gained weight. So I, I folded it, all right? And then I held the hanger. Imagine how I looked. I thought that by the time I got to Abuja, they would tell me to take a bike from uh, Jabi to uh, somewhere, and then we'll check you, check you in a hotel. So I wore slippers, I wore, I just dressed like somebody from the village. When I saw them and I saw myself, me, guest minister, I was the one they came to receive. I pitied myself that day. Oh, I was very pitiful. They took my bag respectfully, opened the boot, they put it there, asked me to sit. I was the only one at the back with the brother driving and another brother in front and they brought another car, an extra car for the other brothers, only me. I sat down like this. I couldn't sit well. You know when you sit and you're afraid that you don't want to dirty the chair. They drove me to the hotel, checked me in. They didn't waste time at the lobby. Checked me in. I said, Pastor, would like you to please take your shower. In another 30 minutes, we'll come and take you to the dining area so you can have your, food, your meal. Then you rest a bit. Another 45 minutes, we'll come and pick you to the church for service. I touched the bed when I got to my room. Nobody was there. I touched the bed. I said, ah, chineke. I needed, Lord have mercy. On that trip, I remember I was using a Blackberry Boat 2. I was very proud of that phone. Very, very proud. Because I bought it from the U.S. I, I ordered it from the U.S. I bought two. Each was $200. I told everybody I knew. The charger, the charger had spoiled. 
so I needed a charger. So I, I later spoke to one of them. If he could get me, a, if he could get me his own charger, BlackBerry was very common that time. Guess what this brother did? He went to the shops where they sold those things and bought me a new charger, complete set, charger, everything, the head, the cord, accessories, complete set. I asked for charger just to borrow. Honor, honor. I took my bath. I got ready. They knocked the door. I, I opened it. They took me to the dining area. When I saw the table, it was like the table of Solomon. The Bible says that when the queen, be, uh, the, the, the queen of, what's her name now? She was, she was, no, she was not Bathsheba. She was, I think, Beersheba, queen of the south. When she saw the table of Solomon, the meat and the dressing of the waiters and everything the way it was arranged and the glory of his kingdom, there was no more spirit in her. I'm not exaggerating. When I saw the meal, I asked them if we were all eating at the same time. They said, no, sir, it's for you. For me, only me. Catfish, like my hand, too. Tilapia, like my hand, too. A weak stomach. Meat had a segment. Momo, as if they knew I, I, I used to like Momo in those days. Fried rice, jollof rice, everything. Coleslaw was a, a whole bowl. I said, sir, let's sit down, let's eat together, let's finish, let's drink the juice. They said, no, sir, it's for you. And they waited on me. So I could not eat much. I wish they were not there. Because from Ibadan to Abuja, my companion was Gala and Viju Milk. I didn't buy boiled egg to avoid stories that touched the heart. Ladies and gentlemen, I was done eating. They waited on me to rest. When it was the appropriate time, they picked me to the service. Of course, so much honor. When you're honored in a place, you will flow. God will give you something for the congregation because you have been honored. I flowed like no man's business. Took me back to my hotel. Dinner was superb. The next day, they told me they were coming. Got me to church. We had the first service Sunday morning, second service. And at the end of the second service, went to the pastor's lounge. And then we had some nice snacks and had some time to pray and to chat. And then went in for the third service. It was in that church I saw every time the lead pastor, God bless that man, Pastor Kulish in your body. He never knew me, I never knew him. Somebody just mentioned my name to him and he called me. Every time he got up like this, maybe for something in the service, all the protocol officers, all the pastors got up. When he sat down, they sat down. I said, ah, he not, nobody told me, I joined them. Nobody told me. When you get to a place of excellence, you will behave yourself. Nigerians that behave like they are crazy. They don't join any queue. They jump queue. When they go abroad, nobody tells them. That's the end of the queue. Somebody told me that in England. That's the end of the queue. I said, okay. <laughs> you don't need to be, you will behave yourself. I was in America one time and the bus got down somewhere in Houston. And as the bus stopped, we were on the bus. I was rushing to take my luggage before the bus would move. My friend pulled me and said, Fred, Fred. I said, eh? He said, this is American. I said, what, what do you mean? You want the bus to move? He said, the bus is not going to move until the last person on this bus gets down. I said, Shepeterio. The Nigerian in me. Because, oh, God don't know Gere. In Nigeria. Magoraeo. In Lagos, on motion, you board. On motion, you step down. They don't even have the patience to pronounce everything. You know, I No time for Kukumaiko in Lagos. So I traveled to America with that sense. My friend pulled me back and said, Calm down, calm down. This bus will not move until the last person steps down. So I waited. And those white people, one by one, elderly people carrying their luggage, and they were taking, I said, Hey, if this bus moves, <laughs> you will find me, you will locate me in America. The Nigerian in me. One time I was charging my phone, charging my phone at every opportunity, I charged my phone. This was in North Carolina. And the lady there that I mentored, she and her husband, she said to me, P, 
P-Friend. They call me P-Friend. I said, P-Friend. I said, yes. See, I've, I've, I've observed. They just charge on your phone. You just, I said, yes. Yeah. Oh, they got it. You got it. She said, this is America. Like, in no only law. I said, ah, no, no, it's not for that one now. You will catch me, Ken. I changed this. I said, ah, no. You know, you just have to. She said, I understand. I said, I forgot it. They don't take light in America. Unless something bad really happens. Like it happened in Texas not too long ago. The Nigerian in me. This church in Abuja, we were done with the third service. They took me back to my hotel, had good lunch, showered, changed again for the evening service because we had Sunday evening, which was the grand finale. After the grand finale, we were all in the pastor's office, all of us guest ministers with the pastor, with the other pastors, and the chief protocol officer. So he said to his protocol officer, he said, how is Pastor so, Reverend Susan also going back to Wadi, Delta State? He said, oh, we booked this flight, okay? Are you sure you booked the best flight? The best flight? He said, yes, sir, the best. What about uh, Lady Evangelist Susan? So, how is she going to Zaria? We booked the flight. It sorted out, best flight? Yes, sir. How is Pastor Fred going back to Ibadan? He said, eh, sir, he, he, I was told he came by road. <laughs> it was like a taboo. He came by road. All the way from Ibadan. You allowed the man of God to go by road. As I'm talking to you now, get on your phone. You know they all speak like Bishop Oedeko. Get on your phone and call your agent now and book his flight. Now listen, book the best flight. He said, which one is the best? He says, Arik. That time. Arik, sir. Don't fly him to Lagos. Fly him to Ibadan. He said, yes, sir. End of discussion. That was how they bought. My ticket cost about between twenty to 24000 that year. December 2013. For you to know how unprepared I was, I didn't go with my international passport. I didn't go with any ID that I could use to identify me at the airport to fly. The next day, they came to pick me from the hotel to a business center. They used my phone to snap me. They used the phone to prepare an ID card. Pastor Fred, Nigeria Enterprises. <laughs> Whatever. They made something for me. Took me to the airport. I had never flown before. I didn't know at the airport, at some point, to go through security checks, you have to take off your shoes, take off your belt, and anything metallic, wristwatch, etc., etc. So I was learning on the job. But God was using that to prepare me. Because the following month, I was going to be on my way to the U.S. Honor. There was so much honor. By the time I flew and I landed in the battle, I called the wife of my youth. I said, guess where I am now? He said, have you got to the park? I said, which park? Are there parks in the air? She said, ah, what are you saying? I said, I am now in Alakia. Alakia is Shebo, Ibadan, Nigeria. Said, hey, come with your comedy again. I said, okay. Are you at home? She said, yeah. I said, don't leave home. Uh, which taxi is going? I said, come, 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 come. Man of God just landed from Abuja. You know, you get what I'm saying? I just flew, airplane. How much? How much is chatter? Don't, don't carry anybody, chatter. Me, chatter care. Level changed. I chattered though. I got home. My wife saw me. She almost fainted. How come? I said, don't faint. I flew. <laughs> I was in the air. And I was enjoying it. I told the lady by the, by, the, by the window. I said, open it, open it. Let me see. Let me see. What's happening there? I want to see the atmospheric heaven. I've read in the Bible. I'm a student of the Bible. I know there are three heavens. I said, let me see the atmospheric heaven. Then let me see the starry. Where the principalities and powers are. But you can't see the third one. I said, no, we're not going there yet. Glory be to God. Honor. Honor. I saw honor firsthand in that church. By the following month, I had already booked my interview at the U.S. Embassy. I went there. The Lord opened me up, granted my visa. And by January 2014, 12th of January 2014, I was on my way to the United States. God used that church to change my pedestal on the platform of honor. When I came back, they invited me again. I shared the testimony with them. The pastor was shouting for joy. Till today, we're in touch. Till date. Nobody likes to minister to very dishonorable and irreverent people. You can't flow. 
When we invited Reverend Bimi, a brother here, he told me on his way out, he said, Pastor Fred, thank you. You're doing a great job here. So much honor. He said, my heart was just so full tonight. I was just flowing. It was hard for him to stop preaching. He told me, before he told me, his protocol officer said, Pastor, you had prepared the heart of the people. He said, Reverend was just flowing. He's their Reverend. They know how he ministers. That night was special. From the invitation we sent him, to how we welcomed him, to the honorarium, to everything. He got home and told his wife. The wife told me later. I said, that's where it should be. It's not all about money. And let me tell you, you sow the seed of honor, you will reap it. Don't sow the other one. Because when you reap, you don't reap what you sow. You reap more than what you sow. You reap later than you sow. So be careful. My number two point that the Lord gave me. Humility. To release the prophetic blessing, you must be humble. You must be humble. No matter who you are, come down from your high horse. Give me James chapter 4 and verses 6 to 10. Quickly on the screen. My time is up. James 4, 6 to 10. But he giveth what? The Bible didn't say he giveth grace. He giveth more grace. Can I hear somebody say more grace? Wherefore, he saith, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. Next verse. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the resister. Satan is the resister. Resist him through humility. When you are proud, you have joined his company. He is the epitome of pride. He said, I will ascend above the throne of the Almighty. Isaiah 14, verses 13 and 14. Don't join him. Don't be proud. Some of you church members greet you, you answer with the nose. As if you gathered all of us together. Hello, sister. Hi. You look at people like God didn't make them. Fellow. Please, we must drop all of that. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Some of you sisters don't greet each other. You don't greet one another because you feel I'm, I'm, more than, I'm higher than these ones. <laughs> Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yeah? Move on quick. Real quick so I can make my last point. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Yes? Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Don't gloat over your sin. If you commit sin, weep over it. Let your laughter be turned into money and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself. Verse 10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall do what? He shall do what? When a man lifts you, he can only lift you to the limit of his hands. But when God lifts you, you are unlimited. Can I have an amen? I see God lifting people in this house in the name of Jesus. I've told God I want at least a hundred millionaires and I see God doing that in the name of Jesus. I want to thank those of you that came for the Workers' Congress. Those of you that heard me and you came, or I sent you messages, or you got it on the WhatsApp platform. By the way, everybody in this church should belong to a group or a ministry. You might not be serving there yet, but belong there. So when we circulate information, you can get it. Because some of you now, your excuse will be, ah, I didn't hear, because you don't belong to any group. Belong somewhere. We were told several things we can do to make money legitimately. You do nothing, then what will God bless? He will bless nothing. And when God blesses nothing, that nothing will multiply. Whether it's a small business idea, something you are experimenting with, but you think you like it, an area of your passion, do it and let God bless it. It will surprise you. Who says you can't buy your car before you graduate? Before you finish your first degree? Who says? Who says you have to depend on your parents all the days of your life? Who says you can't begin to send money home now when your business starts doing well? 10,000 can start a business. 50,000 can start a business. Humble yourselves. Humility is key so that God will lift you. I see God lifting us in this church in the name of Jesus. My last point, I'll make it very brief. Prayer. Prayer. Somebody say prayer. After you have received the prophetic blessing, don't go and fold your hands and sleep. Go to war with it. Go to war with it. 
go and war with it. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.18. First Timothy 1.18. Quickly, quickly on the screen, please, media. First Timothy 1.18. First Timothy 1.18. Please, this is not the time for your system to hang. Media, receive a new system in Jesus' name. This charge I commit unto thee, son, Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee. The prophetic blessing has gone ahead of you. Now, this is what I wanted to do. He said that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. When the prophetic blessing is uttered or released, run with it, catch it, run with it, and war with it. War in the place of prayer. Don't be lazy. Get up to pray. Early in the morning, late in the evening. If you wake up in the midnight, don't wake everybody in the house because you are praying. Do it discreetly. When everybody is awake, pray well. Not in your mind, with your mouth. Psalm 54 verse 2. <laughs> Some guy pray with my mind. Hear my prayer. Oh God, give ear to the words of my mouth. The words of my mouth. Let God hear the words of your mouth. Can I have an amen to that? The Bible is replete with so many proofs that God answers prayers. Psalm 65 and verse 2. It says, O thou that hearest prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. How many flesh will come? All flesh. Why? Because he hears prayer. He had the prayer of Samson in Judges 15 and verse 19. Samson had finished the Philistines, but he became thirsty. He needed water. Samson, there was no well to fetch water from. And when he discovered that there was no well, you know what he did? He prayed. How can you pray water out? But Samson did. And Samson operated under the old covenant. In other words, you can pray in such a way that even if that thing is out of stock, God can help such that they will manufacture new ones because of you. Let me tell you, the way I think now, the way this, my concubility is working, I don't limit my God. I can get a brand new car today. I can get the funds I need for my project today. The funds for church projects can come in today. There are some testimonies I'll share with you over time. What God is already cooking. Cooking. Just by one, two people watching our services online. They're not even here. So somebody says, eh, God is not hearing their prayer. Eh, can't you see young people? Eh, get nonsense. God is here. Amen? Amen? But you must pray. Stop wishing. Start praying. Faith without works is dead. Confession without action is dead. James 2.17 But faith, if it has not works, is dead. What is the works there? Corresponding action. Take action. You want to go abroad, go and get a passport. Put your documents together. Talk to somebody on the phone. Apply. Go to the internet. Search for schools. Look for scholarships. Write an essay. Write a personal statement. Go to your school. Order for your transcripts. But no, I don't, it's too cumbersome. I, I don't have time for that. It's too stressful. Alright? You will pay money to those that will help you do it. And if they do a slipshoddy job, you're on your own. My personal mantra is F-E-A-R. It's not fear. It's face everything and rise. If you understand how this weekend has been so packed for me, from Friday till tonight, you'll be shocked. I didn't get to my house until 11 p.m. last night. Everybody has slept. And by 4, I was up this morning to get ready for the services. By four. When I leave you now, I'm going somewhere else. And it's been like that for some time. There's no time to be fooling around. Your pastor is working. You will now sleep Monday morning, 9 a.m. Lord, do a miracle. My friend, get on the street and do something with your life. Get out and do something. Do something so that God can bless that something. I'm a 200 level student. Pastor, I need to focus. Focus on your studies. But you can also have a business idea where you'll be earning residual income. You are not stressed. You are not reading books for that business. Make sure it's not a business that will make you read books. But you can read credit alerts. Abi? 
Somebody told me some time ago, he said, no medicine is as potent as a credit alert. He said, it can make you smile in the midst of a funeral service. <laughs> Am I making sense? Then they look at you. Why, why are you smiling? Oh. Jerusalem. Praise God. God answers prayers. He answered the prayer of, Sam, of Samson. God claimed a hollow place for him and water gushed out from that place. And he got refreshed. And he named that place, that stream, En Hakore. It is at Lehi till today. And the place is called En Hakore, meaning the stream of him that prayed. Somebody prayed and he got a stream. I pray. Somebody will pray in this church and God will give you ideas that will be multiple streams of income in the name of Jesus. You know that just dawned on me now. Somebody prayed and got a stream. A stream. So you can get a stream of income. An additional stream of income. And you pray more. Insight. Concept. Ideas. Insight. Concept. Ideas. And you'll be making money in about four or five different ways. How sweet is that? Loud it. How sweet is that? You are sleeping, alert is still coming. You never have to beg in your life. You never have to borrow. You never have to look up to anybody. May God do that for you in the name of Jesus. But listen. Get ready to break There is no future for a lazy Christian. You can't read your Bible. You can't pray. You just want you just want things to work. Things don't work on their own. Newton's first law of motion states that a body will remain in the perpetual state of rest or of uniform motion unless an external influence acts on it. A life, a destiny will remain dormant except something acts on it. How long do you want to be a spectator in the affairs of your life? Am I speaking to somebody this morning? Hallelujah. God answered the prayer of Anna. 1 Samuel 1.27. She said, for this child I prayed. God answered the prayer of Elijah. 1 Kings 18.41-46. Elijah said there will be no rain for three and a half years. There was no rain. Elijah said again there will be rain. And he prayed and there was rain. Benjamin was named Benoni. Genesis 35 and verse 18. Benoni means my son of sorrow or the son of my sorrow. The father, the patriarch Jacob, changed that quickly to Benjamin so that that boy would not go on like that in his life. There was another young man in 1 Chronicles 4, verses 9 and 10. The mother named him Jabez, the son of sorrow. He went to nursery school, they called him sorrow. Primary school, sorrow. Secondary school, sorrow. University, sorrow. Nobody wanted to marry him. Who will marry sorrow? Who will even date sorrow? Nobody. But one day when that man got tired, he said, look, I don't have anybody to call on but God. Let me tell your neighbor, when last did you call on God? I'm not talking about corporate prayer. I'm talking about you alone. I say, God, now me and you today. You are the maker of the heavens and the earth. You're my father. This thing in my life has to change. When last? Give me that on the screen. First Chronicles 4, 9 to 10. That's where we close. Hallelujah. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez. Saying, because I bear him with sorrow. That was his reality. But on the platform of prayer, he changed the narratives. Jabez operated under the old covenant. You can change the narratives of your life and of your family on the platform of prayer. You don't need to be an internet scammer. You don't need to do your own. You don't need to be a ritualist. The kind of blessing that came to the life of Jabez, no Yahoo in the history of time can ever match up the kind of prosperity that God gave Jabez. He became so honorable. The Bible says he became more honorable than all his brethren. Why? For one prayer session. One prayer session. What did he pray? 
Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest empower me to succeed. That is the meaning of bless. If you have been coming from the beginning of June. Two, enlarge my coast, my areas of influence. Transition says that I may not cause pain. I want you to sing that one the next time you are singing it. Choir. That I may not cause pain. Was it part of what you sang this morning? And that's another version. That one says, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. That your hand will be with me. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. That your hand will be with me. And that you would keep me from evil. That I may not cause pain. And that. You would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. It's a song directly from the Bible. What are we doing with Uriye Foka today? What are we doing with Lolo Lolo? It's just telling you to go low, go low, 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 low. Then when you are low, then Buga. What are we doing with them? Can we be honest with ourselves? Since you've been singing those songs, since you've been playing them and dancing and making TikTok videos, what has it brought to your life? In what way has it actually affected you positively? Did it help you to hear God? Some of these songs, they are prayers. You don't know that some songs are actually prayers. You don't need a further prayer session. In fact, some songs will set you in that prayer tone. You are done like this. You won't know when tongues will be flowing forward. You didn't plan to pray. You only plan to worship. Imagine this. Imagine their rendition this morning. The last in the night, the first in the morning. Bless me. Bless me. Oh Lord, bless me indeed. And Lord, my territory. Oh, Lord. Bless me. Fred Elebe. Indeed. 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 I don't like fake blessing. Some people are living on bank loan. The car they bought is from the bank loan. They have bank loan. The clothes they are wearing. Loan, 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 loan. Nisha. They owe more than they own. I don't want that in my life. When I build a house, I want it to be from the blessing of the Lord. When I buy a car or a car is given me, I, I don't want Yahoo car. I want it to be from the Lord. When I send my children abroad and I send money to the account, let it be from the blessing of the Lord. My God is not broke if yours is. Mine is not. He can bless. He can bless. He has taken me from the trenches. I'm not there yet. I'm not yet a multimillionaire, but I will, I will be rich. Look at this pastor. <laughs> the next time you see me, see, and he told us, so. he told us then, no. he told us, and it's not going to be long, though. And you will all make it in the name of Jesus. And God ignored his request. Is that what you have in your Bible? What do you have in your Bible? According to Hebrews 13, 8, Yeshua HaMashiach, the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you ever granted Jabez's request, he will grant your request. Stand on your feet, everybody.
I promise you I won't take too much of your time. This has been my shortest message in a long time. Isn't that true? I'm not sure we'll be able to take testimonies this morning. Sorry. Take it next week or two weeks' time. I know some of you have testimonies that are piping hot. I want you to pray, please. And until we help me wrap up the prayer, and she will also pray for the people that were born in this month, the month of June, or the bonjour. All of you, bonjour. How many of you are bonjour? Bonjour? Comment ça va? Ça va bien, merci. Très bien. La vie est belle. Tu joues, tu joues. Tu joues belle. Je suis Nigérien. Quelle est la date aujourd'hui? Quelle heure est-il? Quelle heure est-il? You don't speak French. Glory be to God. I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost one minute. It doesn't take a long time. Wait on God to give you a word. Or if he has given you already, don't wait for me. Go ahead and make warfare with that word. That promise, that blessing, that prophetic blessing is your weapon of warfare. Go ahead and war with it. When you get to continue, everybody, let me lead you in a word of prayer. Precious Father, we thank you for this message. Thank you for this series and how far you've helped us. We receive the prophetic word this morning and we begin to make a good warfare with it by faith. In the name of Jesus. Precious Holy Spirit, lead and direct our prayers. As we yield to you now, as we begin to pray in other tongues. Don't wait for me. Pray in other tongues.